Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. I am so excited to have you here today, and I'm really pumped to talk about um, this episode today. We have a guest, my friend Amanda is here, and she is an expert on gut health. And I know that I've kind of touched upon this in other episodes a little bit, but we're really going to dig deep into gut health and um, why it's so important. And it's something that really resonates with me personally, because I have gone through a lot of issues um, and really gotten to know um, a little bit more about the gut. But I'm so excited to have you here, Amanda. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm always excited to talk about anything food or gut related. <laughs> totally. Um, we'll start by maybe telling people a little bit about yourself, um, okay. what your, you know, your expertise is and your all your degrees and all that kind of stuff. And also about, you know, your, your programs, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So literally everybody, I chose this field. So I'm a registered dietitian and I chose this field for one reason and like one driving reason that is still my driving reason today. I love food. I love to eat and knew that I would never get tired of talking about food. That's kind of how I stumbled on a registered dietitian. Low-key thought about becoming, you know, like a chef or something like that. But then I thought, oh, no, I don't like washing dishes. I don't know why, but that was like the thing. Um, and I decided to become a dietitian. Loved it. Still love it. Was astounded by how much science is involved. I just thought we'd talk about food the entire time. I had no idea that there was like chemistry and and um, the digestive system was going to be all part of it. I just thought we got to talk about food. But despite my, you know, um, I don't know what the word to describe, despite my me not knowing that, I fell in love with nutrition even more. Gut health kind of came later. So initially when I became a dietitian, um, my background was more involved with mindfulness and intuitive eating and really li- listening back into the body and tuning back into the body and honoring your hunger and your fullness and, and gentle nutrition. And I, it really resonated with me because I had grew up with being exposed to a lot of dieting. And I mean, you just can't grow up in a society without being exposed to like a right. cover, right. Of like right. Totally. totally 30 pounds and, you know, a 24 hours or something crazy. So in that I, it just, it just never made sense to me even before I became a dietitian. And then as I started learning about the body, I'm just, I just got so like upset with all of that. And, and that's partially why I love like the mindful intuitive eating gut health came after that. I first got more intrigued into the world of gut health by first going and learning about food sensitivities and how certain foods seem to bug people. And this is like maybe TMI, but I talk about this a lot um, on my Instagram. No, so people nothing, probably... nothing is TMI for me. So go okay. for it. So um, here's a very personal example, just to like bring the story home. Me, I love bell pepper, like love, love, love bell pepper, but me and bell pepper, like bell pepper doesn't love me back as much as I love it. And if I eat too much bell pepper, I get constipated. Like that just is what happens to me in my body. Um, so I have to be mindful there again, going back to the mindfulness of how much I'm eating it. So that's an example of a, a sensitivity that I have. And I started to, the more I started learning and talking about digestive 
uh, our digestion with people, the more I started to realize that I'm not alone. A lot of people have these issues. Um, I started to get involved with people and working with people who had irritable bowel syndrome and helping people discover their food sensitivities. And that's when I really got more in into like the gut health space. And then even that has evolved. I mean, you say the word gut health and it can mean a million different things to a million different people. And I really started to kind of clarify what I what I view as gut health. So just, just quickly, when, when I look at gut health, I think digestion, obviously, big part of that, food sensitivities, big part of that. Um, so digestion, your microbiome, which is like fascinating about all the things that the microbiome can do. And then I also really look at gut health holistically by also looking and honoring that inner wisdom, that gut feelings, that gut instinct that we all have, because I truly, truly do think that's also part of having um, a happy gut. So that's just a little bit about how I got uh, to where I am. Awesome. I love it. So many, just, I love that there's just, um, just so many experiences and so many facets, you know, like it's like, you know, so many arms coming out of it. And I think that, um, it's kind of, it kind of like actually brings me to like one of the first things I wanted to like Mm -hmm. talk about. Cause I love Mm -hmm. whenever I talk about subjects, I like to, um, lay the groundwork for people. Cause so many people, you know, I think a lot of us, especially those of us in the business assume Mm -hmm. people know what things are, you know? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's really important to start. I was a teacher. And if you can tell when I say this, but it's always important to start at the very beginning of things and explain to people, make sure everyone understands the groundwork, because if we don't truly understand something, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to, uh, you know, believe in these misconceptions. So like, I really like what you said about the whole idea about gut health, just being multifaceted and it's not Mm -hmm. just one thing. So Mm -hmm. can we, you like, you know, can we go into that just a little bit more? Like you said, I heard like digestion, microbiome, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, holistical part and then honoring can let's, can we expand on each of those? Just talk about like, really, what is gut health? What does it mean for those people that may be listening that don't understand, you know, don't quite know? Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I, I love that. I, I think you're right. It's so important to give background, especially when it comes to gut health, because I mean, just like search the hashtag on Instagram and you'll see right so much information and it's, yes overwhelming and you don't know what to do with it. And you're wondering, is this right for me? I think that's the question, like one of the most popular questions, whether you're talking about gut health or just anything in related to nutrition, nutrition, is this right for me? And how, how do I know, how do I know that it's right for me? I always kept coming back to this question. So to help figure this out. One of the things that I always came back to is that there is no one right definition of gut health. There is no one right food that is good for your gut. And this is why I developed something called the mindful gut. And there's like five parts to this. There's like five, five pillars that should be say to, to the mindful gut to help people figure out what does gut friendly look like for me? What does gut friendly foods look like? What does a gut friendly lifestyle look for me? So the five parts of this thing that I call the mindful gut, um, the mindful gut approach is a looking at trusting your gut. How can I trust your gut? And this can look like in a couple different ways. Um, how do I know which food works for my gut or how do I trust my gut and know, go with those gut feelings? Like how do I get back in tune? So that's a B or two, <laughs> two is looking at 
resting and recharging. Um, stress can impact our gut health so, so, so much like digestion. I mean, or do you, I always give this example to you. Do you remember in like middle school or in high school or whenever, and you saw your crush walk by and you got those like little butterflies. In your oh yeah. <laughs> so this is again, going to that mind gut connection we have and making sure that we're taking care of that through rest, um, rest and charging that connection. So that's the second thing. The third thing goes back to that mindful and intuitive eating background I have, and it's eating with intention. Why am I eating this food? How is this food serving me? Am I the person that is making the decision that this food is good for me or, or whatever versus it coming like outside of myself? For example, going back to that magazine we, we talked about, am I choosing this food because I saw this on a magazine and it told me it was going to blah, 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 and do this for me? Or Am I choosing this because this feels good for me and this is honoring whatever health goals and intentions I have set for myself? So that's the third thing. So we have trusting your gut, rest and recharge, eating with intention. The fourth one is kind of like low key, one of my favorite pieces and that's kitchen confidence because it's one thing I, and Sophia, I know you're like all about this. Like it's one thing to talk about like, oh, eat your vegetables or like eat this, eat that, but like how? How do I do Yes. That? Help me visualize how this works. How can I apply this knowledge into the kitchen? And so building kitchen confidence is really a core component as well of the mindful gut. And then lastly, the fifth one is purpose over perfection. Knowing that there's no such thing as a perfect gut. It's really going and rooting back into the why. What is the purpose of me doing this? Knowing that you know, um, mistakes aren't really mistakes. They're just like learning opportunities. And so this is one I personally have a lot of trouble with, um, without even realizing it sometimes. Uh, so yeah, so purpose over perfection is the last piece. So those five pieces, um, are part of what I call the mindful gut approach to help you figure out what is gut friendly look like for me, what works for me and food and lifestyle. I love it. Um, I love, especially like all of those things, um, really kind of for me, like, cause my, my brand is, you know, I, I've kind of evolved into this after starting in the whole, you know, business and industry and seeing mm -hmm. how I felt like so much of the online, especially in like the plant-based vegan world, like it's very mm -hmm. all or nothing. It's very black mm -hmm. and white. Um, yes. and it's very much like, and that wasn't me. It never was me from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, we changed our diet to, to be, I call it now I'm um, very plant rich because of my husband's health. Like he had heart issues, his mm -hmm. cardiologist, not some random person, but his cardiologist, his doctor yeah. suggested we do this. And within three months he had rid himself of all issues, all medication. And he's been going strong for nine years without anything. And mm -hmm. it's just a change in lifestyle and diet, which has been excellent for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but we never were like all or nothing. And that's yeah. like, that's so important to remember is that um, there is no really, I mean, I guess some people, and I would even beg to argue that even the people that are all like gung-ho hundred percent are maybe not truly, um, truly mm -hmm. honoring their overall wellness, because I do believe that comes with a lot of stress. Um, mm -hmm. I guess in, unless you have your own commune and grow your own food or I don't know. But I think that in general, like same, like what you said, purpose over perfection, like it, there's, there's no like reason to feel like you have to be perfect on anything, you know, unless there's yeah. a true allergy or a major mm -hmm. issue. Like 
I can't do gluten. It's something that has evolved in my body after I, I, I hit early onset menopause in my early forties. And, mm-hmm. um, I always had kind of some issues, but like that really yeah. solidified it for me. And I know now that if I have gluten, I'm in a lot of pain. I don't do well. Yeah. So I make an effort because I have a real purpose to not eat mm-hmm. gluten. Um, mm-hmm. and even then it happens. Like you can't stress about that. Like I have, I just know, like my expectation is there's a chance if I go out, it mm-hmm. might happen and I'll have to deal and it is what it is. But th- to this, like you went around, like when you talk about the stress, well, yeah. if you're, if you're focusing on the perfection, you're bringing stress. So you're not only so much. Yeah. dealing with one pillar, but you're dealing with, you know, it, it's like dominoes. It's not like yeah. these aren't, yeah. these things are very intertwined. They're not totally. in these individual things. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I find myself, you know, going touching on each one of those. And in some days or in some instances, I'm leaning more into one part of it, maybe like the rest of me charge. And then some days I'm leaning more into this, but they're true. Like you said, they're, they're all connected. And some, sometimes I just need a little bit more of one or the other, but regardless if I'm leaning more into one, it still trickles into and has that domino effect into all the other parts. Exactly. Um, So what about, so this is like, um, you know, this, you know, whatever the, you know, what you're talking about, like these things that you need to think about when you really want to help your gut and Uh help, you know, calm it and make it, I guess I look at it as more of a continuum. That's the way I look at wellness overall is it's Mm -hmm. a continuum. It's not like an end point. It's just, you're constantly trying to improve. There's no Mm -hmm. like end goal, really. I mean, there's just, Mm -hmm. we're always improving and our life is a continuum. Like some days, like we might be feeling one day, like I'm rocking it. I feel amazing. You Uh wake up the next day and something happens and tips you off and, and you're, you take two steps back, you know? So, um, it's definitely a continuum, but what are some symptoms that your gut health may be off? Like, what are some things people can look out for? That's a really good question. So um, two P's, two P's to look out for were things that you might want to dig deeper, like hmm, what's going on, persistence and pain. Those are like two clues to figure out um, or two markers to figure out like if you want, if you should be digging deeper, like maybe searching out for a doctor, dietitian to work with to figure out what's going on. So if you have any digestive symptoms that are seem very persistent, that they always are there, they're not really going away and or um, pain, are they painful? Um, and it doesn't seem to be alleviated very, you know, easily, or they're, they're, it's always painful, you know, like occasionally you might feel like, oh, <laughs> maybe it's one time, uh, again, like TMI, but not really, I think like I ate like, oh, a lot of lentils, like a lot of lentils. And I don't normally eat lentils. And I just got so bloated. I did that with lentils. And I did that with cauliflower, which is like notorious, right? Cauliflower is like notorious for making people gassy. Mm -hmm. And I ate just way too much. And so there was some pain there, but I knew what it was. And it it went away. But if that doesn't go away, or if you can't pinpoint like, oh, it's because I ate tons of cauliflower or something like that that's a clue. So persistence and pain are two things you really want to watch out for. I, I would maybe another one too, now that I think of it, that can be really helpful. If you find yourself continuing to um, eliminate or restrict foods and your food list of like your okay or your safe food list is getting smaller and smaller, 
that's not good either. Your gut loves and needs variety. And sometimes what I had seen happen, especially when I was working a lot more with food sensitivities, people would kept removing foods because they thought it kept bugging them and their list of okay foods kept getting smaller and smaller and it kind of feeded, uh, like fed into the problem. So that would be another sign to watch out for. Yes, that is, I actually have um, another episode on food, um, like you, uh, what's, um, I'm like blanking, you just said that, um, mm-hmm. eating a lot of foods, uh, you just the said variety? The Bra- yeah, the food variety. Or like restriction? Uh, no, no, food variety, like you, yeah. you, like your body needs, like uh, some experts say like over 30 different types of food in a week. Um, mm-hmm. Your body needs that because everything you're eating carries different vitamins and minerals and like yeah. all together. And it's not about your one meal or your days, really. It's really about like the week in itself. And um, I had a brand, to- right. Mm-hmm. And I had a brand on called um, um, Cool Beans and they make these oh, plant-based mm-hmm. wraps. They're, they're absolutely delicious. And I have to tell you, like, I am I mean, not like, now. oh my gosh, they're so good. I'm really actually really shocked. Not, I mean, they're, they're the brand is wonderful. They're the nicest people, but I had them on the podcast and, um, they sent me, you know, some products to try. Cause obviously I love to try anything that I endorse and, um, whatever mm-hmm, before I endorse mm-hmm. it. Um, and I was, they're so good. Like even my kids like them, but they're all plant-based and gluten-free. Um, but they're delicious. Like the flavors and all of their different varieties all together. Yeah. Actually, if you ate one, uh, one a day, you know, for the entire week all together com- are composed of, I think it was over 30 different types of, of, of food. So it's like it, you get everything That's you need. Awesome. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's so, I learned a lot on that episode about food um, variety and how you really need to have different types of food. Yeah. Um, different foods. And like you said, if your key foods are getting smaller in number, like your body needs that. And if you're not getting that, it can cause the issues as well. Yeah. There is no one perfect food that's going to give your body every single vitamin and nutrient that it absolutely needs and the amount that it needs. Like that's right. just not going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, and I think that, um, food diversity, it came to me. That's what I yes, was looking There at. you go. There you go. Food diversity. Um, yeah, food diversity. I had, that's my, that was the episode I had it on is food diversity. And, um, yeah, so it really, and that's the thing is like, like we just said earlier, it isn't just, these aren't separate things. These are all intertwined. So it's like, you know, the stress can do it. And then if you're cutting down your foods, if you're restricting, mm-hmm. um, if you're restricting the type of food you're eating, cause it's so hard because of all the quote unquote, diets you see online. And I really try so hard to make it clear to people that my website is all plant-based gluten-friendly, gluten-free or gluten, you know, adaptable recipes, because I want to share that there there's easy, delicious ways you can eat this way, but it's also not an all or nothing thing. Like we don't do it all the time. I just Mm -hmm. had somebody message me on Instagram because I did a we had friends visiting this weekend and there was a story I shared about the boys. Um, it's one of my, it's my oldest son's like best friend crew. Um, one of them moved away and they came back to mm-hmm. visit and you know, the boys were all around every one of our houses. And one day they had breakfast here. Um, and they, they messaged me like, Oh, you know, like, do you, um, mm-hmm. Oh, do you always, you know, provide all, you know, plant-based vegan foods when these older kids come over, you know, and you're feeding everybody. And my answer was no, I provide mm-hmm. what works for me in the moment. So that morning I had frozen waffles, frozen pancakes, beignets from the bakery. Um, I had, um, 
uh, cinnamon rolls made from the pop tube. And um, I had a little bit of fruit. Most of them didn't need any, whatever. Um, So no, you know, and, but it's Mm -hmm. like, if you want, if there's a morning that we're sitting here having breakfast, I love making my own pancakes from scratch, but it's not, you know, like, no. So it's so important to remember that in everything, especially, you know, with your gut health, like it's there, it's multifaceted. Yeah. I'm not out here eating. Um, there's some weeks where I don't hit the 30. There's some weeks where I'm struggling to get my fiber. Like it just happens, you know, it's, it, yeah, totally. I get it. I, I love that. We need to normalize like that. There's no perfect way of eating a thousand times. Yes. Like perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like and- my favorite chip is Doritos. Like, can we just like, <laughs> like, so my son yeah. loves Doritos as well. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, gut health overall is really just looking at your overall gut and, Mm -hmm. um, and how it's feeling and how it's, you know, how Mm -hmm. you're feeling, you know, and, and how it's, you know, how it's, um, benefiting you. Like that's what gut health is. There's no, like, um, and that's what it is. The gut benefits you. It benefits your health and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of checking it out. You know, that's what gut health is, is how's it doing. And it's, it's, again, it's both I believe it's both mental health and physical health that contribute mm-hmm. to gut health. Um, totally. Totally. Thousand percent. Um, it's not just, yeah, one or the other. So mm-hmm. um, I love this. So we have all our symptoms. We talked about um, how to help, you know, things that you can mm-hmm. do. Um, but like overall, like why is it important to have good gut health? Like why should people care or why? I mean, obviously to yeah. feel good, but what, totally. why else is it important? So it's so funny you mentioned that. So yesterday on Instagram, I had a post of how your gut health impacts the whole body and your gut can impact your blood sugar, your bone health, your immunity, your skin health, your heart health, your mood, like the list can go on and on. So in a world where there's so much nutrition noise and it's hard to figure out, um, like, what do I focus on? Do I focus on hormones? Do I focus on this? Do I focus on that? I think focusing on the gut is kind of going, speaking back to that domino effect you mentioned, it helped because the gut is so impactful to other areas of the body. It gives you one thing to focus on, which makes it easier for you and like less overwhelming. Um, And you can have confidence in knowing that you're helping your whole body when you work or focus on working on improving your gut health. I love that. That's so important. So it's kind of like, it's almost like, um, getting down to the root cause of things like getting down, like mm-hmm. digging down deeper versus like putting a bandaid on, you know, one pipe that might be leaking. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's going to the other pipe. It's like, well, where, yeah. where's the beginning of this, you know, yeah, where, where do these funnels start? So, mm-hmm. um, can you name a few things that, um, y- your, your gut can affect? I heard you say blood sugar. I held, oh, I heard yeah. you say, I mean, I know there's so many, but what are a few like biggies? I think a biggie, especially for me, and I feel like I'm, I'm definitely not the only one is blood sugar. Um, so my blood sugar just always tends to be just a little higher than we want it to be. And um, so that's always in the back of my mind, like making sure like I'm optimizing my blood sugar. And one big thing to help optimize blood sugar is fiber. Guess what? Your gut loves and needs fiber and fiber is often something we don't get enough of. So like again, always going back to the gut, like eating more fiber, helping the gut, helping your blood sugar. Or another one that I always think is really cool is bone health. You don't really hear too much talk about how your gut 
can impact bone health. Well, there's bacteria living in our microbiome that can help with vitamin K synthesis, which can help with bones. Um, immunity is a huge one. Skin is a big one too. There was so many times where I worked with people in identifying, you know, certain sensitivities they may have and skin, their skin might not have been their primary concern, but they started to see things clear up as they started working and focusing in on their gut. So that's like a huge one. Um, your heart health, again, fiber is a big one that, that yes. really also impacts, obviously, your cardiovascular system, cholesterol. So like that's huge. And then mood, you know, how we're feeling, you know, there's a lot of interesting research coming out about how the microbiome can even be impacting um, certain food cravings you may have or metabolism. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. And serotonin is made in the gut by your gut bacteria. And that is like a huge mood hormone. And so I think it's just, it's just so fascinating how all of these things do kind of come back to the gut. Well, and I will tell you that when I cut out gluten, um, in my body, I, mm-hmm. so I used to, my entire adult life, starting in my early twenties, I had major allergies, like mm-hmm. envir- environmental. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was on at one point, like four different meds. I was on like a, a mm-hmm. pill and a nose spray yeah. and an inhaler yeah. and all the things. Yeah. And I did, um, I did like allergy shots to help. Oh, and, I remember. Um, I've done those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, they helped a little bit for sure. Yeah. Um, but I still had to take, um, I still had uh, no spray that I used every single day. And if I did not, uh, it was a problem. And then I mm-hmm. had, you know, orals like as needed. Well, mm-hmm. what's interesting is when I, and then I also had anxiety. And what's interesting yeah. is that when I cut gluten out, my allergies disappeared. Like oh I haven't been on a nose spray in mm-hmm. a year. Like I mean, unbelievable, like unbelievable. Like I never, I was shocked. And then I definitely, you know, I'm always going to have anxiety. That's just kind of the way I'm, I'm built, but my anxiety has definitely gone down a ton. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so true that your gut affects so much. It really, truly does. And, and, and again, like just because I cut out gluten doesn't mean everybody does. That's just what my issue was. And for some people it's other things. And Um, Mm -hmm. and I will like dairy too, like does not agree Mm -hmm. with me very well. Um, and I mean, I don't a hundred percent cut out dairy, but I try Mm -hmm. to as much as I can. Cause when I do eat it, oh, I like, I totally break out. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting how interconnected everything is. Truly. It truly is. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. It's just, it's just kind of like takes you aback sometimes you're like, ah. Like it, like you said, it's almost unbelievable sometimes when you notice such a huge difference. And you, yeah, it's oh, like one thing yeah. to talk about it, but then when you feel it and you see it in yourself, it, it's just a whole other level. Right. And it's, I mean, it's just, we were literally shocked. Like mm-hmm. I was just blown away at how my allergies disappeared. And what's interesting is now, like if I do get glutened, I wake up in the yeah. morning and I can feel it right away because my entire sinus cavity is swollen. I get post-nasal drip, my entire esophagus, my, you know, like from my esophagus mm-hmm. all the way down into my, you know, mm-hmm. stomach, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, I have, um, acid reflux. It's so it burns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because it, it's all inflammation for me, obviously all of that is inflammation, but it's in crazy how quickly, um, like this is how I, I guess I always thought I just had allergies and yeah. it's really just focusing on, I, I didn't truly have them because if I did, 
kind of gluten yeah. wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, you started mentioning that, like about foods yeah. that um, are gut, you know, friendly, but uh -huh. fiber, I know you mentioned that. And I wanted to definitely talk about fiber because um, mm -hmm. I had a, when I have a membership site and I had mm -hmm. a pediatrician come on as a guest in that membership site. And we were blown away because the topic of the day was actually, you know, protein and, and plant, you know, plant-based eating, whatever. Yeah. And, and I was blown away by one of the things she said, and I never have forgotten this, that, um, like, so we're so obsessed with protein in our country. And she goes, well, mm -hmm. here's the thing. She's like not about 95% of the people, this is like the statistic. I think it was like 94, 95, 96, something like that. Um, in our mm -hmm. country just don't have a protein problem. However, that 95% of the people in our country or 95% of people in our country have a fiber problem. They don't get enough fiber. And mm -hmm. really we have this protein obsession, but in fact, we really should have a fiber obsession because most of us don't yeah. get enough fiber. It's very true. Um, yeah, there's, there's a Taco Bell commercial that someone showed me from like years ago and it was like protein, protein, protein. Um, there is definitely that like protein obsession. And it's true that the majority of us don't get enough fiber, like don't, aren't even meeting the minimum recommendation and fiber is just so huge. So huge. So what it happens, why does our gut need fiber? Like what happens in our body that, um, the gut, like, why does the gut like the fiber? So there's so many reasons why the gut likes fiber. One big reason too, I don't think we, we touched on, well, we can touch on it right now. Um, fiber helps feed the gut bacteria. So there's certain fibers that are considered prebiotic. So this is different than like a probiotic. So probiotic or bacteria um, that live in the gut that do many good things for us. Prebiotic is food for that bacteria and certain fibers act as food. Um, so getting more in a variety of different fibers helps ensure different food for that bacteria and helps ensure a healthy, um, diverse microbiome, diverse, different bacteria within that microbiome that you have. So that's a huge one. Um, and then we have fiber to help with making sure we have really nice and easy and healthy and happy poops. So that you know, constipation is huge. So a big reason um, a big byproduct of not eating enough fiber can result in constipation. Constipation is actually a, a lot more common. I mean, it's, I, you know, I read about it in trainings and things like that, but the more I started talking to people, the more I started realizing like truly how prevalent it is. So eating enough fiber also helps with that, making sure that you have really easy and healthy, happy pooping. Um, another important part of fiber is also feeding back into like going back to like blood sugar. It can help with blood sugar management. It can help uh -huh. with cholesterol. So if you have high cholesterol, eating more fiber will help there as well. It can also help with making sure, um, making sure like you're staying fuller longer so that you're not feeling like, oh, I just ate like, why am I hungry again? You know, um, so it can also help there with metabolism and helping us stay full and satisfied by making sure that we get enough fiber. And it also just helps as we eat it, kind of acts like a little broom in the body, kind of sweeping through the digestive system, helping clean things up. Uh, so those are just some of the reasons too, um, why fibers is so critical. Um, I have a funny story with this. Um, um, so my boys, obviously yeah. when they were little, we start, we, we, uh, we start our change of diet when our first was one and our second was a baby. So, um, mm -hmm. they didn't, they never kind of really knew anything different. Um, so when they went to preschool, they obviously mm -hmm. like at that point, you know, ate, 
you know, a lot of plant rich foods, you know, now yeah. they make a lot of their own decisions, but back then they kind of just ate what we had. And then when they went to preschool, yeah. the preschool teachers, um, when they started, they kind of pulled me aside. They're like, Oh, Hey, you know, I think they might have like some stomach bug going on. You know, they've been going to the mm-hmm. bathroom. They go, they poop a lot and it, it uh-huh. seems really loose. They, it seems Ooh. really loose and, yeah. um, whatever. And I, I just giggled and I said, no, actually the problem isn't my kids. The problem is all the other kids here. They're all constipated because they don't eat enough, enough, mm-hmm. you know, you know, of fruits, vegetables, fiber, yeah. like whatever. I said, my kids are actually pretty normal. Yeah, and they literally funny. thought, yeah, yeah, they thought that they had, they had a bug, they had a bug. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty normal for kids to poop like that. And I mean, yeah, their stools are, are, are there, if your stools are watery, that's a problem, but yeah, yeah, their stools are like normal. They're not constipated. Mm -hmm. You're just used to so many kids having hard stools because they're constipated. Yes. It's, it's funny that, um, you, I feel like we need a class on like, what is normal poop, you know, like in college and high school, like in your high high school health class, there should be like a a discussion on, you know, what's going on inside your body and what's normal, what's not normal. Because this is just a life skill, truly. Yeah, totally. And I just, it was just so funny because I was like, wow, yeah. like that's, yeah. it really just shows you how, uh-huh. um, yeah, how different it is. Um, so <laughs> other than fiber, I know it, yeah. it was the funny, I, I still think about that that's story. A good story. I'm like, no, my kids, my kids are normal. Um, yeah. Is there, so is there anything else other than fiber that you say kind of sticks out as things that are gut loves? Um, obviously we talked about food diversity, making sure you're eating overall, mm-hmm. like a diverse amount of yeah. food, but anything else? Um, so definitely fiber, definitely variety. If, if there's one thing that I think is like the hardest for people, it truly is the variety. So I just want to like reemphasize that, um, how important variety is, because that's the thing I saw most people struggle with and still see most people struggle with is getting in that variety. Another thing that I would say would be like adding in some fermented foods. I think fermented foods and, and this, and this is going to be a source of probiotics. So it could look like yogurt or kimchi or sauerkraut, um, adding more fermented foods into your life, I think is another area that can be really powerful for your gut health. And honestly, kind of hard for me. I didn't really grow up eating fermented foods. So that's another, you know, layer to that is, is trying to be more aware of that. Yes, totally. And probiotics are actually really important. Like it's, it helps, you know, mm-hmm. my, even my pediatrician, you know, my kids don't, don't have antibiotics often, but when they have, like, she's every time yeah. she's always like, make sure you're giving them a probiotic or give them some yogurt that have, you know, mm-hmm. that those probiotics in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even there's like, nowadays, there's so many dairy-free yogurts that have probiotics. There's a lot of them of, you know, they're yeah. almost like fermented, like you say, like the coconut yogurts there's a few Ooh, there's a coconut right now. one yeah that's really good mm-hmm. uh, my favorite dairy-free yogurt that's full of amazing probiotics is called um uh oh my gosh now I'm linking my brain is like off today um it's called Kalina C-U-L-I-N-A if oh you have not yeah tried I've it. had that mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my god it's incredible like you would have good. no idea yeah it's so good yeah. their v- bourbon vanilla is insane like it's just oh, I don't think I have vanilla Oh, the bourbon vanilla is amazing. And the thing is like, you just don't, you also don't need a lot of it. That's what people need to realize all these things like fermented Mm -hmm. foods. Like you don't have to eat an entire bowl of sauerkraut, you know, like you need just a little bit. Like my, um, ironically, Mm -hmm. my middle child loves sauerkraut. It's so funny. He's like, it's so weird. There's what's, there's a main brand that we get. Um, and they have a dill pickle flavor. 
Um, the yeah. kid's obsessed. And I'm like, no, you're going to actually hurt your stomach if you eat too much. Like, here's a little yeah. bit of sauerkraut on the side. Like, I don't, it's so funny. That is hilarious. I love that. I didn't, I, I, even to this day, sometimes like, okay, how do I feel about this sauerkraut? Like, I mean, there's like certain times that I like it, but oh my God, I love that. It's like having sauerkraut everywhere. That is so cool. Yeah. He's, he's random. I don't know. I was like, but then he doesn't eat like regular, really regular things. So he's funny, but yes, like kimchi, sauerkraut, um, even like tempeh that's fermented. Yes. Tempeh. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, for sure. Awesome. I love the fermented food thing. That's excellent. Um, and is there any foods to avoid as like, you know, kind of like a closing here, anything, any foods to avoid that you, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, and obviously before mm-hmm. I want to preface this by saying balance, like I'm yeah. all about, you know, living your best life on French fries, cookies, and cocktails when you're on vacation and having, you know, the time of your life. Yeah, so I love that. But in mm-hmm. general, is there any foods that like your, your gut doesn't love? So this one's hard to say, like, there's no one, I'll say this, there's no one blanket recommendation, quite honestly, of like what food you absolutely, like everyone absolutely needs to avoid. In fact, I think that's kind of can be a red flag. If someone's telling you, you, everyone needs to avoid gluten and dairy, no matter what, like that's um, a red flag. But what I will say is for sure, any food that you're like allergic to, because, and I, I never thought I would have to say this, but there's many times where I've met people who are like, oh, I'm allergic to shrimp, but I'll just like eat Benadryl and then um, eat the shrimp. Like, please don't do that. Uh, so foods, uh, foods that you're allergic to, um, if you think you have a food sensitivity, which is pretty common, like me and bell pepper, I just want to highlight that you don't off, you don't necessarily need to avoid something you're sensitive to for the rest of your life. It's dependent on two factors, how much and how often. So identifying like what your personal threshold is of how much you can have of that food and how often you can have of that food is going to be really powerful information for you because you don't, like I said, don't necessarily have to avoid it. I think maybe like minimizing um, super and ultra processed foods is going to be really helpful for your gut health. Like you said, like there's going to be times you want to live your best life, you know, having a cocktail and chocolate chip cookies. Um, But it's really the day to day that is going to be the most powerful for you. So like a day to day, if you can minimize um, whatever, like ultra processed foods, like I'm not going to be out here eating Doritos every single day, even though they're my absolute favorite chip. Um, that's, I think that's, that's the advice I would give. Cause they're really, I can't think of like one food that would work across the board for everybody that everyone needs to avoid. I love that. That was perfect. And that's kind of totally, um, how I feel as well. Like I just, you know, even in like the whole plant-based world and I, you know, vegan world, especially there's been a lot of haters, you know, and people don't love mm-hmm. when I say this, but you don't have to eat that way all the time. Like if mm-hmm. there, you know, a lot of, it depends on your why it comes down to your why, like why you're doing yeah. something. And, you know, some people that do it for ethical mm-hmm. reasons, like it stresses yeah. them out to have any animal products, which, mm-hmm. you know, if that stresses you out, you know, you need to honor that you need to honor yeah. your why, but yeah. you know, for a lot of people that do it for health mm-hmm. reasons, um, like you said, you have to figure out your own personal threshold. Like I, can't mm-hmm. do gluten at all, but dairy, mm-hmm. um, I do like if I'm out with girlfriends or having wine and someone gets a cheese plate, like I do, you know, get myself some of that cheese yeah. sometimes. Like it depends on where I'm at. And I think too, you know, one thing to remember is that, um, it also like definitely the how much and how often, but it also is so like your foods that you're sensitive to is also so dependent on what the rest of your body is doing at the time. Like 
if you're getting over a cold or something and your body is using the Ooh, energy yeah. mm-hmm. to do that, like it, mm-hmm. it, it, you could be react more, um, at that moment. So it's about the big picture. It's not just about that one necessary, necessarily like that one little moment of what you're thinking about. You got to step back and think about big picture here. Am I super stressed? Am I run down? Um, and I know for me, especially like certain things, like if I'm super stressed and run down, my body needs, you know, nutri- nutrients and vitamins. And I try and yeah. get nutritious food yeah. so that yeah. it can have its best fight, you know, but when we're yes. like feeling amazing and whatever, like, give me all the fries and cookies. My body doesn't <laughs> care. My body's like, yeah, baby, bring it on. <laughs> I love that you zoomed out to like mention that because it, it's truly so important. There's going to be times where your body uh, like there's, there's times where my body like needs, um, there's this one broth that I really like that I'll get. And like, if I just feel like I need that extra easy nutrition. Um, and then there's times where honestly, sometimes like I'll have some M&Ms just because I had a really stressful day and it makes me feel better and feels more grounded. Like sometimes that right. is what I need, you know? Uh, so it's really, like you said, going back to the why and how is this food serving you? What's your intention behind it? Right. Well, and also like, I like to say, I like to talk to my clients and my people and say, um, overall wellness, sometimes you focus on the physical body and sometimes you work as focus on the mental health part. And, you know, when I've had like an emotional day or a rough day, and, you know, I have a food that brings me comfort mentally, because maybe it's a food I grew up with, or maybe it's just something that reminds me of, you know, feeling loved and, and that connection, eating that food to my mental health is so important. Even if it's perhaps, you know, like, you know, maybe I am going to eat that bowl of ice cream for dinner and call it a night because that's what my mentally, what I need right now. I need to be wrapped up in that blanket of that bowl of ice cream. And, and yeah, this isn't something you're, you're to do every day. You know, your body's not going to love you for that, but it's important sometimes to focus on the mental health, not just feeding yourself yeah. all the nutritious things all the time, because it's, it's a balance. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Totally. I, yeah, we are totally on the same page. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I just really feel like it's, I, I, I'm, str- and I don't know if maybe cause I'm curating my feed this way, but I feel like this message yeah. is, is more and more about balance. And I love that, but perhaps mm-hmm. it's just because I'm, I'm not, I I'm not exposing myself to those all or nothing <laughs> accounts. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just sheltered, but I just no, love I mean, it. I think there is more of it. I think we're starting to truly see more of it too. I, I think that's definitely, it's definitely becoming more to the forefront. Yeah, that's, and that's so, it's so important. I just, um, I just think it's so important because like you said, I love to eat. Food is delicious and mm-hmm. food is not just a means for fuel. It's also a means for happiness and comfort and, um, you know, time with friends. And, you know, there's so many different things that food brings brings people together. It always had from the start of time, you know, like you look at the beginning of time and that's Mm -hmm. what food has done for people. Mm -hmm. So I hate when it's like, when, you know, foods are labeled certain ways and there's issues that, you know, become of them, especially in young kids, it's, it's hard enough to be a kid growing up today. Um, the last thing we need is to make food an issue as well. (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) But thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. I loved this chat. Um, It just was so much fun. I really just enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'm just happy you could be here. And I can't um, 
wait to continue, you know, connecting and see what else and yeah. everybody listening, make sure you look, I have, um, Amanda's website. I have it linked on the blog post. And then she also has a free journal to offer you guys. Yeah. So make sure you click on that. Um, and look at her, um, their, her little, her course, uh, is it a course, <laughs> the mindful gut? Yeah. So I'm going to be okay. having, um, it's going to be opening for enrollment again soon. So that's exciting. So if you really want to dig more into it, I'm going to be having this group program where we'll go into those five pillars we talked about, or it's trusting your gut and how to do that and uh, eating with intention, purpose over perfection. And, and it's really exciting because we'll, we'll get to get into some of the, the detailed part of it, really helping bring it to life for you. I love it. And I linked that as well. I linked her group, um, the mindful gut group. So make sure you check it out. Um, and I was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And all my listeners, thank you guys for listening. Um, there's obviously this podcast is nothing without listeners. Um, and I just appreciate you all too. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate a rate and review because the more rates and reviews I get, the more my podcast gets out there and the more um, people I can come, experts can come on, will come on and, and speak to you all and give you guys information you need. And that's kind of really ultimately why I do this. So thanks everybody.